Hi, this is Sean Perrin, and you're listening to episode 14 of the Clarinet Podcast. Today I speak with Patty Johnson, who is an audiologist at Edemotic Research. We discuss hearing protection for musicians, safe listening with headphones, and of course, Edemotic's exciting line of headphone and hearing protection devices. Now you might be thinking, hey, this episode isn't clarinet related. In a way, you'd be right. This is not a directly uh, related clarinet accessory. But in another way, nothing could be further from the truth. As clarinetists, we work with our ears every single day, and having an understanding of hearing protection will not only allow you to hear and enjoy your music for as long as possible, but could very well prolong your career as a professional musician. For those musicians and others tuning in who may not be clarinetists, first of all, welcome to the show. You'll be happy to know that this episode doesn't go into great detail about um, any sort of clarinet-specific chatter or jargon. The focus really is on hearing protection, so you don't have to worry about that. Um, And today's giveaway is something everybody can use, which is a pair of Edimotix Isolator headphones worth $60. If you're interested in having the chance to win items mentioned on the podcast, please see www.clarinet.com for more information. That's www.clarinet.com. And now for today's episode with Patty Johnson from Edimotic Research. Welcome to the Clarinet Podcast, Patty, and I thank you for taking the time to come on the show today. Thank you. I'm happy to be here, and I'm happy you asked me. So I'm very familiar with Edimotic Research's products because I've been a huge fan of these headphones for many years. Um, However, I'm sure that some listeners will be hearing about your company for the first time today. Would you give a brief glimpse into the history and mission of your company and explain uh, how it got its interesting name? Absolutely. Um, Edimotic Research is a product development and manufacturing company, and we're located in the northwest suburbs of Chicago, where the weather isn't too great right now, unfortunately. (laughs) Um, Dr. Mead Killian founded Edimotic in 1983, and our mission is to design products to measure, improve, protect, and enhance hearing. And so we have an appreciation for and recognition of the exquisite capabilities of the human auditory system. And that is really reflected in everything that we do as a company. We have over 100 patents issued and pending, and the name Edemotic means true to the ear. So your company, just for listeners who don't know, also you do some um, consumer-grade products such as headphones and uh, earplugs and things like that, but you also produce hearing aids, uh, chat headsets, uh, commercial devices, all sorts of things. It's really impressive, actually. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Yes, as part of our mission, um, the measure, improve, protect, and enhance mission, measuring we have developed the first insert earphones in the world in 1984, and they're still the gold standard that is used in diagnostic testing and in precision precision auditory research labs worldwide. And so if you've ever had your hearing tested by an audiologist and they used earphones that went into your ears, uh, those would be our earphones. We also have developed a system used for screening babies' hearing, and that's used worldwide. Um, When you talked about hearing aids, Edimotic developed a circuit for hearing aids that was used in, I believe, 13 million hearing aids worldwide, and that was in the late 1980s. And it was called the CAMP, and it was a a 
breakthrough that really revolutionized the hearing aid industry because it completely changed how we amplified sound for people who had hearing loss. That's really amazing. Yeah, yeah. And to this day, um, we've used that technology in something called what we call the Bean, which is a personal sound amplifier. And personal sound amplifiers are a brand new um, brand new category of products so that people who are not ready for hearing aids or, or don't have a lot of hearing loss but just need a little bit of help in certain situations, they can get a personal sound amplifier over the counter. And that's what our Bean is. Yeah, it's just an amazing line of products. That headphone you talked about, the uh, original one, the in-ear one, was that the ER4? Um, actually, that was the ER1, ER2, and ER3, which came before the oh, ER4. Okay, I guess that makes sense. But the ER4 um, was the first insert earphone for music listening worldwide. It, it, it was the first noise-isolating high-fidelity earphone that became the basis of in-ear monitors worldwide, worldwide and created a whole category of consumer electronics. Absolutely. It sounds actually, like bragging, but it's pretty, it's pretty amazing when, you, when we look back on it and think, uh, you know, you see so many in-ear monitors now and all kinds of in-ear earphones, and uh, we were at the very start of that. Yeah, it's actually, it's, I didn't think about so much of the history, but back when, um, you know, Walkmans and things were first coming out in the 70s and gaining popularity in the 80s, uh, the idea actually of listening to music on one's own was viewed so strange at first that they actually included two headphone ports on some of the fo- first Walkman units. That's and, right, I remember uh, that. Yeah, it's, looking back, it seems odd that you'd want to share your Walkman with your friend or your iPod or whatever. But um, And then the idea of in-ear headphones even kind of went beyond that. You're trying to completely exclude the environment. But um, I do want to get into the difference between isolation and noise reduction because I think those terms are sometimes used interchangeably. Um, yes. Would you explain the difference between those two and why one might be preferable to the other? Absolutely. They both attempt to reduce the influence of outside sound on what you're listening to. Noise cancellation is an active process, and it typically requires the use of an external power source. So battery uh, is, is used in headphones. And what it does is it reduces low frequency ambient noise in the environment. When you have, say you're on an airplane and there's a lot of ambient noise, what it does is it introduces a signal opposite in phase. Uh, and it's a low frequency signal, and it cancels the low frequency noise in the environment so that you can hear what you're listening to better. Uh, Passive isolation is something that we have always espoused. And what a passive isolator is, is we use an ear tip that seals the ear like an ear plug. So it is passively blocking out environmental sounds. With that, the fact that you're sealing the ear to block out sound, um, we reduce not only low frequencies, but middle and high frequency sounds as well. So passive isolation can actually be much better than active isolation in terms of the amount of noise reduction it gives. Um, And the, the beauty of any kind of 
noise cancellation or isolation is that when you decrease outside sound levels, then you don't have to use as high playback levels on your device as you would have without it. And what that means is you can listen at safer levels and still hear the full range of your music. Absolutely. I forgot my uh, ER4s the other day when I was on the bus, and for some reason I had another pair of headphones with me. And my ears actually hurt at the end of it because I was competing with the bus noise and the people talking and all that. And I, it was a real yeah. wake-up call, actually. To, to how It is. It's amazing, isn't it? Once you get used to a good pair of isolating earphones, I think once you start that, you're, you never go back because the benefits are so obvious. Well, I, I try to sort of remain neutral on the podcast here, but I actually, I really have to express my opinion on this episode because I have to say that the Edimodic ones, not only from a, a performance standpoint, but also durability, I had my ER4s last, I think, over 10 years, and I only just recently replaced them. And uh, I can't say how many cheap pairs of headphones I would have been through during that time um, and where my hearing would have been had I not had them. So it's a really impressive product. It's so great to have. I'm to hear that and we we do stand by our er4s and the er4s are our highest end product and they are handmade by us in our lab in the united states and the transducers are matched in response to within one db of each other um, and we have what's kind of exciting to us is some new models of the er4 coming out that will allow you to actually change the headphone cable yourself you know once in a while we get we have we have a whole host of users of this product who like you have had them for a at least a decade and um, you know world travelers like them a lot for obvious reasons use on the airplanes and in the past when when eventually they needed to replace a, a cable they would have to return the entire set of headphones to us. Now we can just send them a new cable. So we have a new design that's allowing you to replace cables yourself. Oh, man, don't tell me that. I just ordered these new ones over the summer. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, and actually that's the one thing is that the cable went a few times. And I thought it was pretty good that the cable, um, you know, it, I had to really try to break it, basically. I think when, yeah. I did, when I did break it, it got caught in, like, the car seat or something and uh, – but yeah, I would just mail it down there and you guys would not only fix the cable, but check the the, uh, the mechanics of it, make sure it was working. And it's just, yeah, it's a great, uh, really great product. You get what you pay for with that stuff. That's right. So you've been the director of audiology at Eddie Modic for 20 years. Um, for those of us who really, quite honestly, don't know what that means, would you walk us through a day at the office and, and what you do? Absolutely. Um, actually, I've only been the director of audiology for... Um, a little over a year, but I have been with Edimodic as a research audiologist for 20. Oh, sorry. Um, uh, first of all, let me say what an audiologist is, because not, not everybody is familiar with that term. Audiology is the study of hearing and balance. So audiologists work in a variety of settings, uh, mostly diagnosing and treating hearing and balance disorders and helping people to preserve their hearing throughout the lifespan. We're very motivated to help people have healthy hearing throughout their life because we appreciate the sense of hearing and all the that it contributes in terms of quality of life. Um, and what I do at Edimodic has varied tremendously over the past 20 years. We're a small company. Um, right now, we have about 60 employees, and this is the largest we've ever been. So 
all of us wear a lot of hats and all of us do a lot of different things. I've been involved in all stages of product development, beginning with brainstorming ideas regarding products, beta testing new technologies, serving in a, as an advisory capacity. Um, we're comprised of mostly engineers and audiologists and more engineers than audiologists. And so sometimes they need um, an audiology perspective. So I advise in that capacity. I've done testing of products on human subjects. Um, I've developed quite a reputation for debugging and troubleshooting over the years. When we have new products, they need to be looked at in terms of what could go wrong, what what is working on the device and what's not working on the device. So I'll get a, a product in development and they'll say, see if you can break it. And I have to do great documentation in terms of um, what I'm doing, how it malfunctioned, what happened, what went wrong to give feedback to the engineers so that we can make sure we have products that work seamlessly once they get out um, for general use. So I've done a lot of that. And once products are ready for release, I'm involved in writing the text for the user manuals, for the website, and in training people in how to use them and how to sell them. And then after that, it's a matter of helping to provide ongoing customer support. And I will say, we have a wonderful customer service department at Edemotic, and they handle most of the inquiries just seamlessly, but they still need support in, in some areas of that, and I help with that. And then travel to trade shows to demonstrate, sell, and distribute our products. Wow, you definitely keep busy. That's a quite a lot it's of stuff lot. going on. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it varies. I don't do all of that all the time, but I, I always struggle to have a short description when people ask me what I do, because it kind of depends on what we're working on and where we are in it. So, of course, many musicians do more than just listen to music. They also play live. And uh, this is actually the main reason I wanted to talk to you guys on the show today. You have an exciting product called the Electronic Earplugs, which you named the Music Pro. Um, what benefits do these offer musicians? And, and could you explain the idea behind this product? Let's backtrack a little bit. Before development of the Music Pro, we have a long history of developing products that musicians could actually use. The problem with standard earplugs, things that you can get at the hardware store or, um, well, now at, at drug stores and anywhere else, but the problem with standard earplugs is that they decrease mids and highs, mid, mid and high frequency sounds, a lot more than they decrease low frequency sounds. And that interferes with playing and listening to music for obvious reasons. It destroys the tonal balance. Um, and traditional earplugs, when you use them correctly, were made for working in a factory or using a chainsaw. So they reduce sound as much as possible. The thing with musicians is you not only need something that doesn't interfere with the natural frequency response that you get with the open ear, but you also need to be able to hear your music when you're playing, when you're practicing, when you're listening. So musicians need protection from high level sound, but they need moderate 
protection, moderate attenuation that will still allow them to hear. And they need a, need a frequency response that's flat on the ear so that they can hear all the components of their music clearly so it doesn't sound muddy and unclear. So we started with that and developed passive hearing protectors, passive earplugs. And passive earplugs reduce all levels of sound by the same amount. So they, they reduce quiet sounds, moderate sounds, loud sounds, really loud sounds, all by the same amount. And the first product we had that did that was our high fidelity custom musicians earplugs. And these were designed with help from the Chicago Symphony Orchestra. They're designed to reduce sound levels evenly across frequency so that musicians could actually use them while playing. The custom musicians earplugs are composed of two parts, a um, filter, which we make, we're Edemotic is the sole source of the filter worldwide, and that is placed into a custom ear mold. And ears are like fingerprints, no two are exactly alike. So with the custom molds, you need to go to an audiologist and they take impressions of your ears, they get the ear molds made and the filters are put in, and when you wear those, you should have a flat 15 dB reduction of sound across frequency. Those were the first um, earplugs that we came out with for musicians. And they, the filters are actually interchangeable. There are three strengths of filters. One is 9 dB attenuation, ER9. The 15, the ER15, which is a flat 15 dB of attenuation. And then the ER25. Um, and the 25s are best used for percussionists and people in amplified environments. The 25 dB is really too much for many other musicians. The ER9 is designed more for solo practice um, and in groups where you need a little protection, but 15 is too much. So that was our, our first moderate attenuation, high fidelity earplug, and truly it was the first in the world, the first moderate attenuation, high fidelity earplug that musicians could actually use and that they like to use. Um, from that, several years later, we developed what we call Eddy plugs or ER20 earplugs. Those are a ready fit. They're, um, they have a, a tip on them that sort of looks like the Christmas tree, three, three flanges, and we have two sizes that fit most ears, and those are a 20 dB reduction. Those are great for people who can't afford a custom product. The customs typically run in the, in the neighborhood of $200. The Eddie plugs are great for kids just starting out, and in fact, lots and lots of marching bands use them. They are low cost. They're between $13 and $15 a pair, um, and they offer a relatively flat 20 dB attenuation. So those are our passive protectors. The reason we came out with the active electronic protection is that there are a number of situations where a person needs to hear quiet sounds as if they have nothing in their ears. So there are situations where even with the lowest level filter we have in the musician's plug, which is the ER9, 
there are situations where even that's too much attenuation and a person really needs to hear like they have nothing in their ears. But then they need protection from, you know, sustained loud sounds or for a sudden impact that they're not expecting. And that's what our electronic hearing protectors do. The electronic music pro earplugs were designed again with musicians in mind and this time we had some help with the from the National Symphony Orchestra from some members of the National Symphony Orchestra um, they worked with us in listening to prototypes and using them while they played and gave us feedback on different components of how the circuit worked so we could get it to sound as transparent as possible so the goal is to have an earplug that when you're using it and sound levels are low. So if you're in a symphony and your, um, your conductor is talking to you, talking to the group and providing instruction, you can actually hear that person without having to remove the earplugs. You can hear clearly. And then as soon as you start playing, you have automatic protection that adapts to the input sound level. It protects when you need it and it gets out of the way when you don't without you having to put it in and out of your ears. And the third thing that it does is it provides instantaneous protection for any high level impact or impulse noises. So any kind of percussive sound um, that is protected automatically as well, instantaneously. So it does three things. It allows you to hear soft sounds very clearly as if nothing's in your ears. It provides automatic protection that changes and adapts depending on how loud the sound is, and it provides instantaneous protection from sudden impacts. So it's very interesting actually, because I, you guys sent me a pair of these to review and they're, they're absolutely really interesting. I can't think of anything else like them at all. Um, and when I put them in, I felt like I was wearing my earplugs and it was just so strange because I could still hear, like all of a sudden my yeah. wife said something and I, I was know. like, oh, wow, that's odd. And so I went around and I, I tested in a few different situations and some of which actually were just around the house just to, to see. And I actually forgot I was wearing them and, uh, I could that's go to the- That's great. Cause that's the whole point. Yeah. It was so weird. So I was like walking around and I could, I could hear everything it actually, and I don't know if this makes any sense, this could just be a sort of a placebo effect, but it, it in some ways actually seemed to clarify the quiet sounds, which I didn't quite understand. Does that make sense? Absolutely, it does. Um, there is a little bit of a, I don't want to say it's a peak in the response, but the response is designed to mimic the natural open ear. And in the in this average human ear, our ear is, it's a tube. It's a tube that's closed in one end and it has a resonance on the average at about 2,700 Hertz. When you put anything in your ear, um, an earplug, anything like that, it, the first thing it does is it takes out that natural resonance. Mm. What we do in all of our products is we put that resonance back in. And it provides a crispness and a clarity that you that you don't get in other products. Yeah, no, it sounded amazing. I actually, it, it almost felt like um, almost a bit of a an Android type experience. <laughs> like I was yeah. sort of 
Uh, what's, no, that's not the right word. A cyborg. What's it when they blend human technology or humans yes. with technology? Yes. Yeah. Cyborg. Um, and there is a switch on the Music Pro, and there's it's a little two-position switch, and that allows for two different responses. The standard position uh, is what we call transparent for quiet sounds. And then when you flip the switch, we call that the high, the high position. That at, will provide a little bit of boost for quiet high frequency sounds. And that's good for many people that have been in the music industry for a lot of years and have just a little bit of high frequency hearing loss. And so they need something that's that they can just reach up and switch and give a little bit of boost when they need it for quiet high frequency sounds. So it does have two positions. So just for listeners, I have, um, I think I'll make a video to go along with this podcast episode. I just want to show you exactly what we're talking about. There's a little switch kind of in the earplug and the ear, the earplug really is about the size of a little bean or something. So I think that the other name yeah. was quite apt for the other product there. Um, and I also actually happen to own already the, uh, the Eddie Plug 20s. I've got a couple pairs of yes. those I can show you. Um, there's actually three other pairs of Eddie Modic headphones maybe I'll show, but then uh-huh. I also have the ER4s, which I can show if anyone's interested to kind of just see what they look like. And uh, generally the products include these sort of um, three-flanged tips, but there's also some other uh, earplugs you include with the products. What, what Could you explain those a little bit? There's kind of a mushroom-looking one and a more of a foam plug type. Yes, I'm glad you asked. The The idea behind all of those is that in order for these products to work successfully, we need to have a good seal on the ear. So it needs to seal your ear to block out the external sound, and it needs to seal deeply in the ear. All of our devices are designed for a deep fit. In order to achieve that, because all ears are a little bit different, we provide a variety of ear tip styles and sizes. We find that many people can use what we call the three flange ear tips and moistening them does help. Um, If you wanna do that with just a tiny drop of water that you don't get it down in the earphone or in the earplug, just on the flanges themselves, that works. Some of us do something that we call lick and stick, <laughs> which maybe grosses some people out, but not me. We do a lick and stick so it, we can actually seat the earphone in deeply. The foam earplugs are a great option for somebody who has a little bit of a harder to fit ear or if somebody who can't get complete comfort in one of the other ear tips when they're using the earplugs for a long duration. If that's the case, then those foam ear tips are the best choice. And the foam ear tips are used a little bit differently in that you want to roll that ear tip down between your fingers till it becomes really small, then place the ear tip in your ear as deeply as comfortable and kind of hold it there for a few seconds and that foam will expand to fill up your ear. Um, So that's how to use a foam ear tip properly. And all of the ear tips are designed to be replaceable. So the foam have to be replaced as soon as they get dirty. Those those are much more disposable products. Uh, The rest of our ear tips are designed for longer use. 
For example, if you used your earphones or the Eddie plugs or the Music Pros, if you use them, let's say you use them every day for, for several hours every day, by three months to six months, you're going to need to replace those ear tips because over that time, the elasticity of the ear tip changes. It becomes bigger and floppier, and we call that blooming. And the only danger there is that the ear tip could tear. And if it tears while you're trying to take it out of your ear, um, sometimes people have had it come off of the earphone or the earplug and have to reach in with the tweezers to pull it out. So um, we do recommend that you replace those every three to six months, depending on how heavily you use them. And the, the last tip that you, you call them, it, it's mushroom shaped. It kind of looks like a mushroom. That's a glider ear tip. And that one you just push into your ear till you get a, a deep, comfortable seal. And that one, like the foam, needs to be replaced is when it gets dirty because that one you can't you can't clean off. The other ear tips, the, the three flange ear tips, I recommend people just wipe them with a baby wipe. Um, on a regular basis. You don't want to use alcohol or um, I wouldn't even use an antibacterial wipe on those because alcohol and antibacterials tend to be too strong to use in the ear. The skin in our ear canal is very thin and it can be more sensitive. So we want to only use very gentle products on anything that's going to go into the ear. Well, I think that's part of what makes these products last so long. I mean, you can replace the ear tip with whatever you want as often as you need. Um, I guess the new products even include a replaceable cord, which is fantastic. But there's also a filter that goes into most of them. What's the uh, How does that work and what's the idea behind that? Yeah, a lot of them do have filters in them. Uh, some of them have internal filters. Some of our earphones have filters that are internal to the device itself, and others have filters that are in the ear tip. And the filter is designed to smooth the frequency response and give a certain response for a certain device. So um, if the Enomotic product you have comes with a filter in it, there may be times where you have to change the filter. The filter can get clogged by moisture, by earwax, and information will come with the uh, product that you that you have. Um, it'll come with the user manual and we'll show you how to change the filters. That information is on our website and our customer service people are wonderful at walking you through the filter if you need to change it. And, and one more thing, um, the products like the ER4s, our other consumer type earphones, and the Music Pros, those can all be used with a custom sleeve or a custom ear tip. And again, what you would do is go to an audiologist, have impressions made of your ears, and they would get an ear tip for you that fits on those devices. And some people just like a custom fit for comfort or for ease of use. Absolutely. And I think that's a, a real benefit for musicians. I mean, these can, uh, we discussed this before, but the reduction in outside noise that lets you li listen at safer volumes, I mean, very realistically, that's going to prolong your career. Um, Absolutely. And, you know, here's the thing. Um, 
audiologists in the past have really gotten stuck on looking at hearing loss. And hearing loss first shows up as a loss of sensitivity for quiet sounds. Um, for a lot of musicians, that's, that really doesn't impact their career significantly because most of what you play is well enough above threshold that it may not have a big impact on you. The, the types of damage that loud sound can do that are really concerning to me as far as musicians go are things dealing with clarity and resolution high levels of sound can over time or as a sudden Im sudden impact like if if a speaker blows you know if if you have an amplifier that kind of goes wonky and you have this huge blast of sound that can damage the ear permanently so that you have problems in pitch perception and that that's a real problem for musicians having your pitch perception altered things like that can also cause things to sound distorted as if if you ever heard um, a blown amplifier a blown speaker that sounds fuzzy like it's clipping that can actually happen to your ear and those are the things that we want to prevent hearing loss too you know definitely we want to prevent hearing loss but there are these other types of damage that people are not readily aware of that are really important to protect against. Um, and the last thing that high levels of sound exposure can cause is ringing in your ears, which we call tinnitus or tinnitus. Either way is okay. Um, tinnitus can be anything from, oh, I hear it all the time and it doesn't bother me. Well, I personally have that, and I believe it was due to attending concerts in my teens before I knew better, completely unprotected. So I have tinnitus with me all the time. Certain things make it worse. If I take aspirin, it makes it worse. But I know what it is, and it doesn't bother me, and most of the time I can pretty much tune it out. Other people have an experience of tinnitus that runs the range from that all the way to being really life-altering. Some people have tinnitus that's so bad, it never goes away. And so it becomes a quality of life issue that when you are finished performing or finished listening and you go home at night and you wanna sleep and you can't sleep because the sound in your head is so annoying and so disturbing, you know, that is another thing we want to prevent by using uh, safe listening practices and by using really good quality hearing protection and good quality earphones. And people need to know more about that. I mean, it's one of those things you don't worry about it until you're worried about it. Um, That's but, right. You know, if you, if you even had a little glimpse into what it was like, I think you'd really be a little more careful with it. And you actually, with the concerts, remind me of a situation I had last year. I, I bought tickets to a band that I actually would been looking forward to see probably since I was in my teens. Like we're talking a long time. I've always been a huge fan, but I forgot my Eddie plugs at the show, and I was in physical agony actually from listening. I I didn't know how other people were sitting there, and I couldn't believe that they didn't sell any earplugs at the event. I I tried stuffing toilet paper in my ears. I but I just had to leave because I realized that for one concert I could potentially be really in a situation where I would regret um, years down the line, and it, it changed everything. 
Absolutely. We have measured levels at concerts that are become unsafe in less than five minutes. And many people are sitting there for the main act, maybe 60 to 90 minutes for a show. And, you know, one way to know if the sound it was loud enough to do some damage to your hearing. Well, one rule of thumb is if somebody is an arm's length away and you have to really raise your voice in order to hear each other, it's loud enough that you should be wearing hearing protection. If you've ever had tinnitus, ringing ears, after an exposure, after, some, after loud sound, that means you've done some damage and that damage is cumulative over time. That's your canary in the mine. That's your early warning signal. And don't let it go. You know, we there was an engineer at audio at I'm sorry, an engineer at Etimotic who went to see U2 in concert and he was really excited to go. Like you, dashed out the door, went straight from work, forgot his Eddie plugs, and ended up with a really serious temporary loss that resolved over about a month's time. So his hearing thresholds, when we measured them, returned to normal. But he was left with a sensitivity to sound. Now loud sound makes him really uncomfortable where it didn't before. And he has some lingering distortion that loud sounds sound distorted in his ears. And, and that will never change. He's left with that now. So for those uh, people who are playing concerts, um, like uh, orchestral musicians and things, uh, I think that the Music Pro are definitely the better option. But for rock concerts and things like that, are the Music Pro still a good choice or would like the, the Eddie plugs be better? That's an excellent question. I'm, I'm really glad you asked that because my preference would be to use the Eddie plugs for a concert. For a concert, you really want the the higher level of attenuation that the Eddie plugs give you. The Music Pros will give you 15 dB attenuation, and the Eddie plugs will give you 20. That 5 dB difference is really significant when you're talking about high sound high sound levels. So, and with the cost of Eddie plugs being 12, 13, 14, 15 dollars. It's kind of a no-brainer that whether you have um, custom earplugs or the music pros, it's always a good idea to have some Eddie Eddie plugs on hand. And even just things. for the reason of um, the batteries can't fail in the Eddie plugs because there is no battery, and uh, they're so affordable that I mean, if you forget them on your chair at the concert, it's not really a big deal. You know, and and one thing um, I want to get back to the battery in just a second because that's important. But one thing that a lot of people are not aware of is that earplugs allow you to hear better at a loud concert like that, because at really high sound levels, the ears themselves overload and distort. <clears throat> so if you're attending a concert, whether it's country, western or rock music or pop, pop music, whatever, whatever kind of music you prefer, chances are it's loud enough that you need earplugs, don't be concerned that you're going to be missing out because actually you'll hear better. The earplugs take down the sound to a level that the ears can handle without overloading and distorting. So going to concerts with earplugs actually makes things sound better. Um, 
And then what you mentioned with the Music Pros, they do operate on batteries. I'm glad you said that because that needs to be brought up. They're an active device, and so they have to have a power source. And the power source is actually hearing aid batteries, and they're available really anywhere at your Walmarts, your drugstores, wherever. Yeah, and inside the package, you guys not only included a bunch of different filters and uh, different um, ear tips, but there's also a full pack of those batteries in there. How long can one expect the batteries to last on these? I know it depends on, uh, obviously, how long your rehearsal day is, but what's the average sort of use in days that people can get out of them? Sure. The average life is about two weeks of regular use. So if you were using them, say, eight hours a day, the battery would last about two weeks. The, the way to prolong your battery life is to open the battery door on them. That um, releases the contacts on the battery. The battery type that these devices and all hearing aids use is called a zinc air battery. So there's a little paper tab on the battery that you have to peel off before the battery is used. Once you peel that tab off, the battery is active and oh. it is slowly uh, releasing its, its energy. So, you know, once you pull those tabs off, whether you use the, the devices or not, um, within a, a few weeks, those batteries are going to be dead. So just remember, um, if you're not going to be using them for a while, don't put another set of fresh batteries in until you're going to be using them. That's good to know, actually, because I uh, the first thing I did was open them up and pop those batteries in there. And then I, I well, did leave course, them sitting yeah. open. But, uh, yeah, I really, look, I really look forward to using these further. They're just such an interesting, interesting product. Um, we have a couple of listener questions here, and the first one, you'll have to forgive me, I, I'm not technical enough to know whether we actually answered it fully, so I'm just going to read it again. Go ahead. Um, so this is from Zach. It says, do the Music Pro earplugs work by filtering out higher partials, decreasing amplitude intensity, or the sounds produced or heard, or both? Okay. What the Music Pros do is they are a flat response attenuator. So it's just like turning the volume down. They do that only for loud sounds. So they're not going to be only attenuating like harmonics. They're going to be attenuating across the frequency spectrum in an amount <clears throat> proportionate to the input sound level. So if the input sound level is not harmful, they're, they're going to be like there's nothing in your ears. They're not going to attenuate at all. As sound levels increase, the attenuation gradually increases to keep, them, to keep the level at a safer level at your ear. Okay. So yeah, I think we kind of addressed a lot of that already. Um, it's more the beginning of the episode. Keith here had a really good question. Um, this is especially applicable to clarinet players. and In a way, I can kind of form my own response. But um, Keith says, I've always had issues with wearing earplugs and tuning. And he plays saxophone and clarinet, of course. Um, he says, because there's also resonance that comes through my jaw. And so the perceived pitch and intonation is, is different when I wear hearing protection. Um, other than practicing to adjust this, does this type of earplug help prevent that? That's a wonderful question. And the experience that he's describing is called the occlusion effect. And this happens for vocalists, horn players, um, anybody who's blowing on a mouthpiece or using a mouthpiece. And what happens is 
sound is transmitted into the ear canal by vibration of the mouth and jaw, and that in turn vibrates the cartilage in our ear canal. The, the outer part of our ear canal is surrounded by cartilage. So as soon as you put an earplug into that, where the cartilage starts in the ear canal, that vibration is sort of trapped in the ear. So it goes from the mouth to the jaw, from the jaw to the ear, and you put an earplug in and the vibra vibration is trapped. And that's why you hear it's booming or you're in your head a little bit more. Um, the way to get rid of that is to either open up the ear completely, because when you open up the ear, that doesn't happen because the sound escapes, or to have an earplug that seals deeply in the ear. The inner part of the ear canal is surrounded by bone, the bone of the skull. And if you have an ear tip or an ear plug that seals in that bony portion, the bony part of the ear, then that occlusion effect is greatly reduced. Um, we can't always completely eliminate it, but we can often greatly reduce it by having an ear mold that fits and seals deeply in the ear. I think the best way to do that if you are a horn player is to get custom musicians earplugs because with a with a custom fit you can get the impression really deep in the ear and you can get a plug that's long enough and deep enough that it seals deeply in the ear to help reduce that that booming that occlusion effect. Can the custom um, tips be applied to the Music Pro in a way that you could still enjoy the benefits of being able to hear the quiet sounds? Absolutely. You could just get a custom sleeve done for it. I should look into that because that, in a way, would give me the best use out of these. Exactly. Exactly. You should really get a custom sleeve. Either that or try the foam earplugs to see if you can get a really deep seal. Um, but, you know, occlusion effect, you, you just have to have a really deeply sealing, deeply fitting ear tip to get rid of that. Um, and, you know, even when occlusion effect is not a problem, so let's say we have an earplug that seals deeply and, and fits really well, some musicians have to recalibrate to the sound of wearing earplugs. Um, maybe not quite as much with the music pros, uh, because the music pros give you such great environmental awareness when sound levels are more moderate. But oftentimes what we find is musicians, especially people like you that are that are playing at a really high level, you have been playing for decades usually. And because of that, you have an internal reference for how things are supposed to sound. And when we add earplugs, even really good high fidelity earplugs, that's changed a little bit because it's quieter. Even if it's flat across the frequency response, it's still quieter. And so for some people, there is an adaptation period where you are sort of recalibrating to how things sound, how your instrument sounds, um, and how you perform and play like that. And, you know, it makes sense if we think that a, a really good professional musician has probably spent 
you know, 10,000 hours reaching mastery on their instrument and 10,000 hours listening a certain way. And then we change that even with really good hearing protection, high fidelity hearing protection, then it makes sense that there, there's likely to be some sort of adaptation period. But it does vary a lot between individuals. Yeah, I think for me, the solution is going to be to practice a little bit with them all a lot, maybe, and, and see kind of how that, that works um, just with them in there. I did find, maybe it's because I was using the, the standard ear tips, but uh, that situation you were talking about, occlusion, I think you called it, there was a little bit of that, but I, it was much reduced with these, though, versus wearing just the standard, like, Eddie 20s or any other type yeah, of earplug. Yeah. So it was quite interesting. So I actually know Keith, so I'm going to let him try these out and, and get his thoughts on them, too. So oh, good. So the last listener question here is from Adam, and he asks, what's the next step in the future of hearing, hearing protection, and what kind of advancements have happened over the last few years specifically? And will there ever be hearing protection that actually improves a musician's hearing? Great questions. Um, in terms of advancements in the last few years, the definitely the elect, the electronics that that has had a just a significant, really big impact on uh, especially professional musicians' ability to play and perform and to hear what they need to hear. So the electronics are a big thing. Beyond that, um, I can't really talk about things that we have in development. So I'm going to have to put that one aside. But hearing protection that actually improves your hearing. Well, one of the things that we already talked about is going to concerts. When you are wearing good high-fidelity earplugs, you will hear better at concerts. That will improve your hearing because you're getting rid of the overload distortion that comes from listening at really high sound levels. And the other thing I would say about that is if you are a musician, your hearing is already better than the average person on the street. And to explain what I mean about that is we think of hearing in terms of our ears, you know, the parts that we can see. But the outer ear, the middle ear, the inner ear, and the central auditory nervous system pathways, those are merely the conduit. Those are merely the transmission that gets the signal to the brain. Where we really hear is the auditory cortex of our brain. And in musicians, many studies have shown these areas of the brain are far more developed, and that's because you have spent so many hours doing critical listening while you're playing, while you're performing, while you're practicing. And so those areas of the brain are actually more highly developed. So when researchers test musicians versus non-musicians, they find that musicians perform better on a whole host of auditory tasks. So as a musician, it's very likely that you already have better hearing than the person on the street, the average person on the street. The goal is to keep it that way throughout your lifespan so you can continue to play, practice, enjoy music, and enjoy all the sounds of life throughout your lifespan. And I have one more question, actually, that I just thought of. Um, I think this is a really interesting one, actually. It does take us out of the realm of music a little bit. But is there any thought of trying to market or expand this type of product for, for people who work in industries such as, like, auto repair or, 
or uh, construction where they're just bombarded by loud noises all day, but they also need to hear their coworkers and potential dangers around them? Yes, we have a version of electronic hearing protection. Um, it's called the HD15. And that one, we actually say it's really great for use in things like auto repair. You know, they have a lot of pneumatic tools that have sudden blasts, sudden impulses, sudden impacts. Um, but then the next minute they need to hear things and hear clearly. And we have a electronic hearing protector, the HD15, that allows them to do that. The way it functions is just a little bit differently than the Music Pro because the Music Pro, we had to um, tune the active components to be able to handle live music without it sounding like it was there. And we, I mean, without sounding like the circuit is there. You don't want to hear the circuit pumping. You don't want to be off the air at all. Well, we also don't want to those problems with um, our other electronic products, but these devices are tuned more for other applications. So we have the HD15, which is great for construction and um, like auto repair, things like that. And we also have something we call the Gunsport Pro, and that is has been embraced just very well by shooters, hunters, people who do skeet shooting, trap shooting. They have hearing needs too. They need to be able to hear the range command. They need the range commands. They need to be able to hear their hunting dogs if, they, if they're hunting with dogs. Um, they need to be able to hear their other people in their hunting party. And yet they need instantaneous protection when they or someone else takes a shot. So our, our other active hearing protectors are designed for those other uses. Absolutely. So if anyone's interested in learning about this product line, as you can hear, there's just tons of stuff that they offer. Um, you can go to www.etymotic.com. That's E-T-Y-M-O-T-I-C.com. I'm going to put up a little bit of a video here showing you some of the stuff that I've been using over the years and some of the things that I, we were sent here to try. Um, is there anywhere else people can find your company online or learn more about these products? Well, online is a great place to start. We are also on Twitter. Our, our name is at Etymotic, E-T-Y-M-O-T-I-C, and we're on Facebook. So if you um, just type in Eddiehead, E-T-Y-H-E-A-D, on Facebook, we're on Facebook as well. So we should also talk about the giveaway for a second. I almost forgot. Um, you guys have sent a really fantastic pair of the Eddie Isolator earphones, which work um, with any sort of you know iPod or iPhone or anything like that. They've got a standard quarter-inch jack on them. Sorry, eighth-inch jack. Um, yep. Is there anything else you'd like to say about that product in particular? These are one of our newer modifications of, of our insert consumer earphones. They have moving coil drivers. It's, it's a small driver, so it fits, in, it fits really low profile in the ear. So even small ears can wear this really well without it protruding. And it's one of the best values uh, of, all, of our earphones. It retails at just $59, which for the quality, it's an amazing value. So Edemotic, as you can hear, has a lot of really interesting products ranging from consumer level headphones all the way to commercial grade application products. 
Um, if you're interested in the ER4 handmade headphones, those ones retail for $299 US. And the Music Pros, which we're discussing here extensively, are also at $299 US. And you can check out any of those on the website there. And I'm going to put a link to a lot of this stuff on the website, as I already discussed. Um, and one more thing, Sean, um, that we that we haven't touched on is a lot of your listeners being in the music industry <clears throat> probably have kids or are instructors um, around kids who are just coming up with playing instruments and listening to music. And we, over the last several years, have really pushed to get the information out to anyone who is um, involved with teaching music to young students that the young the, the young kids really need to be getting into hearing protection early the earlier the better because what we're what we're finding is the earlier you can start with hearing protection the faster you are to adapt to practicing and playing with hearing protection, and the better your chances are of preserving your hearing throughout your entire lifespan so that your hearing is just as good when you're 70 or 80 as it was when you were seven or eight. And the way we're doing that is through something we call our Adopt-A-Man program. And what that is, is it allows bands of any size, a band, an orchestra, a garage band, doesn't matter, a band of any size can purchase earplugs at a reduced price, our Eddie plugs at a reduced price, and we have educational materials that we share as well that educate um, musicians and their students about how we hear the effects of noise on hearing and why and how it's important to protect your hearing. Wow, thanks so much for sharing that. I wouldn't have known to ask about that, but um, I think a lot and of people listening will be relevant. That will be relevant to yeah, them. Yeah, and that's available on our website. If you go to our website, um, the Adopt a Band program is there. And the, the program administrator is Charlene Clements. And she's available if you wanted to contact her. Her email is C, as in Charlene, underscore Clements, C-L-E-M-E-N-T-S, at edemotic.com. Great. And she'd be happy to answer any questions about that. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the Clarinet audience before we wrap up here? I think we've covered our ground. This has been a great time. I'm really happy that we had a chance to talk. Absolutely. No, I think this is a really, really relevant topic. And in, in a way, although it's not directly related to clarinet, I mean, what, what could be more related than your hearing, which is kind of almost more important than your instruments in many ways? It's the one instrument you can't replace, of which course. we always say. Yeah. That's true. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast today, Patty. Well, thank you for having me. This has been fun. If you enjoyed today's episode and would like to learn more, please see the show notes for episode 14 at clarineat.com. If you'd like to support the show directly, please consider purchasing your new and neat clarinet products from the clarinet.com online store at www.clarinet.com store. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you next week.